and talking to our friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Danielle. Hey, Hey. it's Hellboy time. Hellboy time. Yes, we're reading all the Hellboy comics. We're reading all the series. We're reading BPRD. We're reading Lobster Johnson. Is that what we're doing? We're reading Witchfinder. Witchfinder. And now Danielle's going to tell you all about it. No, I'm not. Benny Decker's going to tell you all about it. Hey, you damn guys, Benny Decker here. I, I was listening in, and uh, I-, I heard from uh, Julian Zamo, book club member. Uh, he was saying, oh, it's so neat that uh, I was the first one to send in and tell you all about it. And you guys are like, oh, yeah, yeah, you totally. You were the first one. Yeah, no <laughs> oh, no. ever, ever oh, done no. that before. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I-, I-, I, hate- I hate to be that guy, but uh, <laughs> I actually sent one in years ago, years ago, you know, um, so maybe maybe you just needed a, a new one from me, uh, maybe that'll jog your memory, so let me see, let me see, all right, ready, I'll tell you all about it, all right, so what you're gonna do, you're gonna, you're gonna read a book, and, uh, <laughs> and then you're gonna, you're gonna think that, um, that that uh, you know. Oh, hey, maybe I'll send in a, a tell you all about it because uh, no. you know they they'd love it. And uh, you know you think, oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna cherish this memory and they're go- it's gonna be so great. And then you're you're gonna find out that they they don't even. They don't even remember anything about it. And then Julian Zamo comes around and oh every now oh, Julian Zamo sends in one and nobody's ever bothered to send in one before. And then they're gonna forget all about you. And apparently that's what friendship means to you people. But, but <laughs> back to you, John. I I love you guys. Merry Christmas. Bye. It's no coincidence, I feel, that it's award season right now, and my goodness, aside from breaking my heart and making me feel like utter shit, I feel like shit, um, uh, incredible performance from yes, Benny Decker, amazing. Amazing, Benny, yes, yes. amazing voice, I did a lot of pathos. Yes, no, I love that. He sent us, I have to go back now and look, like for, absolute the, shit. And look for the episode where he did that. I feel like absolute dumb I'm going to go find it and I'm going to insert it into this episode. Please do. But uh, to be fair, I actually don't remember Julian Zamos sending this one either, but uh, I, I don't remember what <laughs> I, don't I remember ate for most dinner last things. night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody. It's Benny Decker, book club member here to talk about the Hellboy Book Club podcast. Oh, it's so much fun. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to get out trades and floppies, get out hardback copies. You're going to read You're gonna read the stuff. It's from Mike Mignola. You're going to read it, and it's going to be awesome. And you're going to listen to the podcast, and uh, John and Danielle and Aubrey, they're going to talk about it. And then uh, you're going to have some thoughts, and you're going you're gonna to write in a, hey, you damn guys, it could be like, 
like it could be an email or it could be on Twitter or Facebook and you're gonna you're gonna write in about it and then uh, they're gonna talk about some stuff and then they're gonna talk about what you talked about and then you can talk about what they talked about and there's all of that stuff and uh, uh, sometimes there could even be a, a mock Tweedell there could be one of those or a, a Max a Matt Strackbine there could be a Ross Radke there could be uh, all kinds of wonderful book club members hey you know what I'm three say your name ready one two three hey you're a book club member too Aww. there you go that's uh, you know what and it's all about it's all about reading and and friendship too back to you john Vinny, we appreciate you thank you so much yes, i don't remember my own no. address i have to look at my id we love you it's that do yes. you know what i mean and, i didn't uh, enjoy it but it's great <laughs> do you know you what go. i mean yes maybe that's the best way to say it. i felt bad about it but you did an excellent job i think we should retire we should retire the the, the we podcast. failed we failed mm. at friendship and that's what we say this show is about i mean yes what do you do when you fail at your number one thing you say you're sorry and your friends forgive you oh uh, well hopefully hopefully yeah. Benny yes. decker what can we do what can we do to make it up to you yes what we can would we like do, to do Benny that decker this man is overworked the two of us don't know what the fuck's going on Wait, at any given moment what are we that's doing? what i'm talking about <laughs> so we're sorry but also it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility, Aubrey. Just respons- tell us. Let us know. We're responsible about repairing this friendship. That's we will a, do that. that. That is a part of friendship, we will right? Do that. You have your ups you mess and your up. downs. You have your ups you and your mess downs. Up. You feel bad about it, and then you go back to your friend, and what you do go, you hey, man, you hey, know, man. hey, I'm really hey, sorry. I'm, I screwed up. You I'm mean sorry. a lot to us. Yes. I screwed up. Yes. So, yes, we will do that. I'll peel an orange for you. Yeah, we will. I will. All right. I have some shouts outs for this week. Shouts outs. Yes. I wanted to shout out Ryan Yule. Ryan Yule. Book club member. Yes, Ryan. We got a Christmas card from Ryan. Did we? Oh, we did the babies. Not even a baby anymore. My 22-year-old nephew is a baby. She's so sweet. Look at her. Anyway, thanks, Ryan, for sending us that. That's very sweet. I see three babies there, John. Three babies, right? Three there. babies. Two adult babies and one actual baby. <laughs> I also wanted to give a shout out to Michael Avon Oming. Michael Avon Oming. Book club member? Yes. Oh. He's been on the show. He's been on oh, the show. Yeah, well, he was him. a guest. He was a guest on the show. Exactly. If he wants to be a book club member, I declare him a book club member. Yes. Well, he, he Beautiful. Listens, he listens to us, so That's that means so he's a book wild. club member. That's so wild still book club to member. me. William of Newberry has been announced. Yes. <gasps> new comic, right? Uh, so that's the one. Uh, we were we got a little preview of that. Yeah, yeah we like, did. Um, yeah, right we after, did. The right after the interview. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so I'm really excited uh, for this title. Yeah. William of Newberry is a tale suitable for all ages, fit for lovers of history, the supernatural, and of course anthropomorphic folklore Mm. william is a neurotic raccoon monk fearful of the earthly world but confident and unwavering in the face of true evil he fights the dead to restore the peace but his brother is intent on stopping him fearing for his very soul with untold darkness threatening the quaint and cute yet deadly town of newberry william will have to negotiate with thieves evade his brother and the church and battle with the undead and evil spirits. For his rejoice. There you go. Nice. Yeah. yeah. The images, uh, the initial images in the cover of this look amazing. So um, put this on your pull list. Yeah. You know, ask your local comic book store to. You know, fifteen years ago, if you would have asked me if I was if I was going to hold a conversation with Michael Avon Oming over several years. Like, no. Like, this is great. 
Yeah. I'm having yeah. I'm having quite a time right now. Yeah. I'm just saying. Really cool. Thank you. So well, it was really awesome to be on the inside of that. We got to see that in a little bit. I'm yeah, very excited no, for yeah, it. We're yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, he, he shared some of that with us, but it's like uh, as you've been following his like social media, it's like he's been teasing it right. for yeah, a while. For a while. And I'm just like I'm not gonna say No, of course yeah. not. Just get like and move on. Uh, but then once it was announced, I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see this. No, shit. I can't wait. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. It's gonna be really exciting. All right. Uh, I also wanted to shout out Muffin But Good Vibes. Muffin But Good Vibes. Book Club members. Yes, Craig McKnight. Craig McKnight. Yes. And crew. And crew. Right now, they are very close to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Okay. Right? So we're trying to help them get there. Oh, okay. You know, all their stuff what is... What do they do on YouTube? Um, they are promoting local music Aww, from San Diego. It's yeah. really cool. And they're doing acoustic sessions with these bands, you know, and they're holding these events. Fuck yeah. And it's this whole Who thing... Who the fuck wouldn't want to see that? That sounds great. It's this whole thing where they're incorporating the food and the music culture yeah. of San Diego and of that area. Community. And um, even if we can't be there, you know, you could still virtually be there. Vibes. And, you know, every little bit helps if you can help them push uh, over to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. YouTube. Just I'll subscribe. link it in the show notes. Just subscribe. Just check it out. Just yeah. subscribe. Some subscribe. good music on you there. You know you've got a junk email. Just subscribe that one too. <laughs> as well. I'll subscribe them all. I've got several. And now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. feedback. Listener feedback. From the feedback. It's true. <laughs> you read a story. We talk about it. You hate them guys us and it's a book club get out trades and flop. We got a hey you damn guys from Jimmy Lee Ramsey. Jimmy Lee Ramsey. Book club member. Yes. He said, Hey you damn guys, absolutely love the podcast. It has inspired me to reread the Hellboy run for the umpteenth time. Oh. Nice. Just now getting back to the island and into the silent sea. I do believe oh. I have found the perfect song to summarize the latter half of Hellboy's story. Up to the Storm and the Fury. Each Must Die Someday by Bart Zeal and Freya Catherine. Nice, nice. I'll play a little right bit of a clip okay, of that cool. song. Play yeah. a clip of it right here. Unto the overturned clamber with a heart of steel. Cold is the ocean spring. Your death is on its way. And your death is on its way. And yes, it is my weird hobby to search through my Spotify and find music that suits any story arc I'm First of in. all, that's not a weird hobby. So many people I do that. that. So many people do that. I'm friends with this person. Um, I'm, uh, I met them through Twitter. But yet, we make playlists for narrative situations. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. For sure. I love that. Because that's human connection and to art and each other and that's beautiful and we love it and support it and you're not weird that's great i ha i like to listen to music when i read comics yeah um especially music especially music that i've heard before Fox. you know what i mean because i don't want to listen to something new because well, no, yeah. that throws that you off and you listen to that you know, instead of reading yeah exactly but like i've had some experiences mm -hmm. with music and mm -hmm. comics at the same time that were like powerful or 100%. you know everything was syncing up and it was like really yeah intense or whatever you know what i mean you think you think of things in a different way anyway yeah that's yeah. awesome continue to send us these please do music recommendations yeah we'll make I, a whole uh, playlist about it we'll do the hellboy playlist for different vibes 
That would that. be cool. Yeah, yeah we could we'll do, do that. We'll do it. Yeah, no, I, I I checked out that track. It was, I don't know, it was pretty kick ass. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a uh, like Scandinavian sea shanty kind of vibe. Oh, nice. Metal- I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. We got a hey damn guys from Brett Pierce. Brett Pierce, book club member. That's right. Brett Pierce says, "Just wanted to say a happy new year to you all." I started in that. Oh, we're still getting Happy New Year. <laughs> yep. What is the date? Well, what is the date? No, he sent that a long time okay, ago. Okay, then that's excuse. We're just—it's not his fault. Oh, he sent this January first. Well, there you go. So there you go. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for the Happy New Year on January first. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> he continues. I started another reread of the whole Hellboy saga just before Christmas and have been re-listening to the early podcast episodes as I go. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I think this is my eighth or ninth reread at this point, and I keep discovering new things and the hints of future storylines and mythology everywhere. Yeah. Especially like with some of the stuff that's come out now, like it makes you want to go back and look at other stuff mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you listen to those episodes now, it's like well, we don't mention all these other things that have happened. Well, since. then he's anyway. listening to our demented, <laughs> <laughs> our demented bullshit as he goes. Yeah, which uh, in the early days too, just unhinged ranting. <laughs> and he continues. I just finished BPRD Hollow Earth, and I'm just shocked at how much was set up at this point. Yeah. The most surprising revelation in this reread so far is how well Liz's powers and the origin of her powers are threaded into these early stories. Mm. I'm just constantly amazed at how well constructed and consistent this universe is. Well, we know why why that is. (laughs) There's no fucking meddling. Also, another moment that stood out was in Hollow Earth. In an early scene, Liz stumbles upon the monks in the Earl Mountains discussing the Watchers, Ogdruhem, Thoth, the Black Goddess, Ogdrujahad, and the left and right hand paths. It just shocked me to see all this here and so early in the whole saga. Mm. It does throw you off how early all that yeah. stuff happens because you think it's going to mm-hmm. be like, it's like, it's like season eight. It's like season two or three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. I remembered this scene slightly, but my impression was that it was just bad guy gobbledygook to set the stage for the story. Boy, was I wrong. Everything in this universe is intentional and so well plotted. Anyway, I love the show. Keep them coming. Happy New Year to all of you. Another happy new thank you. Mignolaverse forever. P.S. A little suggestion for a future episode. Audio hell notes with Mark Twiddell and yourselves discussing a specific long-running mystery or plot line. Brett Pierce. Ooh. Uh yeah, we'll bullshit with we'll bullshit with Mark Twiddell any day of the week. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes, I think that that's a great idea for that episode. I'm so glad to for that to be brought up again. Yeah, we do want to do the uh, one about Jinx and Dean. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. We also got a hey you damn guys from Julian Zamo. Julian Zamo, book club member. Yes, hey you damn. And the second person to send us the second person. Second yes, one. <laughs> send us. To tell you all about it. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you damn goblins. Loved your episode on Goblin Night. But before <laughs> I talk about that, I realized that I didn't talk about Kashi in Hell and my last Hey, You Damn Guy. So here it is. There you go. I'm pretty sure Kashi in Hell is my favorite Hellboy Universe comic. Everything about it is perfect. Mike's writing, Ben's art, Dave's colors, just perfect. And mm-hmm. the collected edition is gorgeous hardcover that also collects Asheron. That's true. Yeah. I, I love that they put those that together. Cool. Oh, That's yeah. That's really, yeah. And then that? it has that bonus epilogue. Oh yeah, that's a great yeah, hardcover. That's a good like hardcover. if you like, that's a that's a good buy. Even if you're not a collector of all the collected editions, it's just cool to have that. Yeah, buying books from other countries 
countries to mine is super expensive. Delivery is sometimes twice mm. of what the book actually costs. Wow. That's why I get 99.9% of comics digitally. But even considering that, I had to break the piggy bank and get this collection. No regrets there. For sure. I realized Mr. Stenbeck is my favorite comic book artist of all time. Oh, Ben yes. Stenbeck. Ben Stenbeck, awesome. amazing artist. Yeah, Ben yeah. Stenbeck. Oh, yeah. Anyway, on Hellboy in Love, Matt Smith's art is beautiful as always. Stasia is a lovely character, and I love seeing Big Red flustered by her very forward advances. Well, get ready. <laughs> get ready for more of that. They are really cute together, and I love the different feel this title has compared to other Hellboy stories, but I'll talk about that more once you cover the rest of the issue. I think you talked about it this a bit in the episode, but Goblin Knight is based on a flashback in Chapter 2 of The Dragon Pool and the third Christopher Golden Hellboy novel. The specific events are retconned, but the broad strokes are the same. Did John, John, did you point that out? I did. I did mention that. Because if anyone was going to do that, it would have been you. No, I did mention okay. that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right, good. Prior to recording that last episode, I talked to Mark Tweedo about it because I haven't actually read The Dragon Pool. So, but I knew that it referenced that character. So I was like, hey, Mark, tell me what happened. No. And then, so Mark, Mark yeah, is responsible. So Mark for is responsible this. Okay, well, for helping me. We need to me. give Mark credit for well, that. That's what I'm saying yeah. it now. That's uh, what I'm saying to you. <laughs> In the original, this. All right. In the original, the scene is brief. Hellboy enters a bar near the museum where the goblins are waiting for a buyer for what they stole, and HB uses a vacuum cleaner to capture them. But in the fight, Hellboy naturally breaks some stuff, and the bartender gets mad, and then Stasia appears to calm everyone down. I like the new story better, but I would really like to see Matt draw HB vacuuming a goblin. <laughs> He's all, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, awesome. yeah, exactly. Good stuff. I have a tinfoil hat theory about that originally not being intended as a retcon. You see, the flashback <laughs> in the book happens on the 10th of June and Hellboy in Love issue on the 27th of June. It's weird to me that they just randomly changed the date if it was an adaptation of the scene. So my theory is that the original script wasn't meant as a replacement for the scene in the book, but something that happened shortly after, wow. where the goblins wanted to steal the artifact again, and then Hellboy re-encounters Stasia, etc. Okay, mm, okay, okay. All right. That's With not that far-fetched. That's not far-fetched. With a couple of very minor dialogue changes, this could easily be the case, but yeah. I guess they wanted to show the exact moment they met in the comics, which is understandable. Yeah. Anyway, this is just a theory for someone else. No, that's good because no, this... that's deleted scenes and that's what the editor would I love do that. in a yeah, movie. Yeah, for yeah. real. When you see they the deleted go, scenes, you're like, you know. okay, we had to switch this around and yeah. do some reshoots. That's reshoots. Okay, hold on. I've screwed up Go for it. No, too. sorry. Anyway, this is just a theory from someone way too obsessed with the timeline and canon. I could be and probably am entirely mistaken about it. No, you have just observed how editing works yeah. and have acted accordingly. I feel like that's probably very sensical. Speaking of, you damn guys really should check out the Dragon Pool. It's way better than the Lost Army, pretty much on par with Bones of Giants. It's a shame there isn't an audiobook for it, though. It's the only canon prose without one. Ah, yeah, that's probably why I haven't read it because there's no audiobook for yeah. it. Just read a book. I know. <laughs> what are you well, talking about? Well, reading? get me this book. I will. Okay, I'll uh, do it. Oh, also, Happy New Year! Still making my way through Book Club member comics backlog. By the way, when was this written? When was this written? The second. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yes, thank you for uh, checking out Book Club member comics as well. And I love your thoughts on the um, Kashi and Hell trade is really good. And, and you buried oh, the yeah. lead here. He said he's still making his way through the Book Club member comics backlog. Aubrey, tell us about Book Club member comics. Oh, it's just this little place that we hang out on the uh, days we're not talking about Hellboy, and we uh, what? you know talk about some other stuff what like Silver about, Surfer, Invincible, Scott Pilgrim, a lot of other Mignola titles. Uh, sometimes oh, yeah. we talk about sometimes we talk about stuff that I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and the X Files. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you talk over the X Files. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're gonna talk about. Uh, we got a hey damn guys from Pole. Pole book club member. Yeah, Pole says hey damn guys. Pole here. Barcelona connection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. He typed that. That's how it's typed. <laughs> well, how exciting when you read the email I sent to the book club members, John. You pronounced my name pretty well. Thank you. Oh. As I told you, I met you through this podcast, and I wanted to make up for the fact that I never wrote to you here. Aw, we love you. Actually, this email has little to do with the content of this next podcast, or if it feels more personal, leave it out of the podcast up to you. Of course, we'll never leave it out, Paul. (laughs) But it might have a little if we talk about Hellboy in love. Because, my friends, it's a love letter to the three of you. As I told you, I found your podcast by chance at a very low point in my life. Uh... Wow. I was going into the pandemic having survived pneumothorax, but out of a job, and, well... Scared to death about what was going on. Luckily, I was with the girl who's now my fiance. Wow, congratulations. Congratulations. Put a ring on it. (laughs) (laughs) Who has helped me so much to get back on my feet. We love that. Along with the rest of my family, my cats, plus my therapist, and you guys also helped me out too. Those little babies. Wow. Those little kitty babies. And therapist and us. (laughs) We're up there with cats and fiancés and therapists. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for saying that. That's beautiful. I'm allergic to cats, which is why we don't have one, because I love cats. We love cats. But um, there's a neighborhood cat that hangs out in our, like, pretty much Which we have to just, just like, we, uh, outdoor cats, horrible for the environment. Don't do it. But she's so sweet. It's a neighbor's cat. It's not her fault. Well, it's a neighbor's cat. And it's not the cat's fault that she's outside. So we love her. But anyway, um, I call her Baby Bear. Yeah, she looks like a baby bear. She looks like a little baby bear. She does. I go, look at the baby bear. She's super sweet. Um, But what we want to talk about to you is, Paul, when you said that you found our podcast by chance at a very low point in your life, you know, all like jokes aside, we sincerely... Uh, are grateful that we had any part in uplifting your spirits at all that's that that's so touching and means so much to us Mm -hmm. to be part of your life in that way because we've had that experience yeah ourselves with 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 other things with uh, podcasts and music and and whatever and so to have done that for someone else unknowingly you know that's so beautiful and what a beautiful series of connections life is and and human connection how beautiful is that and so we're friends. You're a friend, and we're happy for you. Yeah. And, you know, ups and downs happen in life, and I've been through it. We've all been through it. Mm-hmm. And we're rooting for you. We believe in you. Yeah. And you can do this. And ups and downs happen, but you got to learn how to ride those waves. you got to learn how to surf those waves. And we're glad that you've got a support system and some connections, and that's great. And so this is awesome. We love that. Uh, so Paul continues. So I started to listen to you every day to catch up while I was making a living. I took up Hellboy and BPRD comics again. And in general, I started reading comics again, reading books and listening to music. Life. We love mm-hmm. that. Life, life is happening. Listening to music while I was at it. Years have passed. Life has improved. I've started studying on the weekends in a comic book school with the goal of getting to publish either physical or digital. Wow. Hell yeah, man. Share some of your stuff with us. We, you know, if you don't want us to share it, that's totally fine. You can share it privately if you don't want us to share it. We love promoting independent artists and book club members. Listen, we would love to promote you if you've got an Instagram or or, or whatever it is you want to promote. But also, if you'd just like to show us privately, we'd love to look at it. We won't tell anyone if you don't want us to. Whatever. Either way. But. That's awesome. We are so about it. And uh, he continues, I have a job. 
shitty, but for now it pays the bills. Hey, whom's amongst us? How's mm-hmm. it been there? Keep going. And I keep listening to you, taking your recommendations of comics, books, and movies, although I have to say that we share almost the same background. Okay. Thanks to you, I also discovered Ross Radke and his work on Stomped, Milagro, of which I was a patron, and Spandex, pulling illustrations and sketches of crazy things you come up with during the podcast, like the Superman Spore thing, or Koshki versus Wolverine. And then I discovered your other... (laughs) Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. And then I discovered your other project, Only Beast, which I love. Wow. Oh, thank you. Thank, nice. Thank you. This is affecting me. This is making me... Am I, am I having an emotion? All this uh, led me to recover an illustration I did back in 2000, 2002. When I discovered Hellboy, but not Mignola, I discovered the master in the comic adaptation of Coppola's Dracula years before. Mm. And I was overly influenced by his style. Wanting to imitate him, I drew a girl sitting on some rocks, a gothic red riding hood style, with a ly- lycanthrope guarding her. Wolves of St. August was my first Hellboy comic. Yes. Nice. Hence the werewolf. And I think it was also for some of you, which gave me the idea to update the illustration a bit, dress her up with a t-shirt of an invented logo, wink, wink. It's the mm-hmm. Only Beast logo. Yes. It's our logo. But it's... We, Mignola's We asked logo. him for permission to use that. Yes. So we have permission to use that. Uh, the logo of Only Beast and give it a little color. So this is my way to pay tribute to you and with all my love, I'm sending you the illustration attached in different formats in case you want to print it and have a copy of it hang on your wall. Absolutely, we'll hang this on our wall. Oh, definitely. With so much passion and love for you. <clears throat> we appreciate that so much. And and that's, yeah, absolutely 100% that's happening. Or you can use it as wallpaper for some device. Whatever you want, it's yours. Thank you so much, John Danielle Aubrey, for the incredible podcast and the community you've created. For giving me, we haven't created it. We've just been a part of it. For giving me back a little bit of life and for your friendship. Barcelona awaits you all with open arms if you ever come back. Big Aww. hug, pull. Thank you. Aw, very sweet. Wow. Aww. Wow. Um, P.S. With your consent, I will post it on Instagram. Or if it's okay, you'll be tagged. Yeah, man. Of course. Of course. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. Yeah, that's Holy awesome. shit. Like, wow, man. Yeah. I think I'm having an emotion. <laughs> Stop having emotions. I yeah, I actually saw that illustration earlier. I guess in the week, I saw that it was posted. Yeah, um, we were sharing it from our social media. Yeah, and I and, I, and you know just actually hearing the I didn't know anything about the letter. Until yeah, now, so, man, that's that's awesome. Thank you. And yes, I will definitely print that out and put it on my wall. So if you're on Instagram, you can check out poll at Parvis Artwork. That's Parvis P A R V U S dot artwork. So the actual post itself, if we're looking at it um, on his Instagram here, the uh, caption says, Tribute to Friendship is the title of yeah. this. <laughs> uh, since the pandemic, I follow podcast <clears throat> Hellboy Book Club. So the pandemic and he stumbled upon the podcast. Through their voices, I rediscovered a world, a universe, and encouraging energy that's given me a lot of motivation to keep creating. That's huge, man. That is so big. It turns out that members of Hellboy Book Club also make music. They call themselves Only Beasts. And the phrase only beast is the one said by the lycanthrope antagonist of the Wolves of St. August comic. So as a tribute to them, I redid the illustration and uh, added elements to pay homage to those people uh, who, despite living on the other side of the world, are close. So it's so interesting that that was his first introduction. And then that was, you know, we named our band for that. And then that's our podcast. Like, this is such a cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Coming alive again is such an important thing, and to even be a small 
part of that is magical and beautiful. And uh, way to go, man. We're behind you. We believe yes. in you. We believe Thank in you. you. We believe in you. All right. That was great. I got an audio transmission here. Audio transmission? Audio transmission? Yes, it's from the beyond. Okay. Okay. Is it? All right. Mr. Jenks, I dare say. I wonder if we were a bit hasty, perhaps, in entrusting our welfare solely to a contraption, neither of us which has the faintest inkling about the technical operation thereof. Hmm. It's true. It's an excellent manner of conveyance to perhaps the highest vantage point of geography, but... But it seems to be lacking in the Department of Vertical Adjustment. <laughs> Dental Descent, in particular, if I may. Well said, sir. Agreed. But it's not as if we could die, is it? After all, we are already dead, aren't we? Dean, has it really been established we cannot, in fact, die again? Well, when you put it in those terms, perhaps our understanding of it is a bit dodgy <laughs> in the matter of a second death. At any rate, we seem to be about to find out, as we seem to be going... Encourage him. What have you done? Amazing. That was that was great. That was awesome. I I, I would listen to that every week. <laughs> if that was an audio play, I would listen to that constantly. We got a hit you damn guys from Andrew Adair. Andrew Adair, book club member. Yes, yes. and Witchfinder theme composer. Witchfinder. 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 Hey you damn guys! So looking forward to an episode dedicated to Jinx and Dean, or even snails and birds, or even blackbirds that appear only metaphorically. That is to say, I'm looking forward to any episode you guys make. Special thanks to my wife Lisa for providing the voice of the presumably dead Englishman. That was great. No, I mean, presumably so dead English dead man. Lisa, <laughs> we love you. You're great. I'm a, I'm number one fan of Lisa. We had fun doing it, and no real cats were harmed. <laughs> yeah, no. Just thinking of John's Halloween sound Yeah, effects. no, we know. We know. I have to thank Danielle for validating my irrational hatred of the Yankees that has been seething the, since... No, it's not irrational. It's not irrational. They're the worst. They're the worst. That has been seething since the Lost Army episode so many months ago. Keep up the good work, Andrew Adair. We love you, Andrew. you keep up the good work. You that do was it. That awesome. Yeah. I love that. That was, that was awesome. Great. Really cool. Ugh. More of that. Just any of that. Anything y'all want to send in. That was so creative. It was that so was so creative. cool. That was excellent voice acting as well. I love that little epilogue to their story. Incredible. That's yeah. it, right? They're so in a good. hot air balloon. Um, if we ever do that Jinx and Dean episode, we're going to have to put that, in. Put that well, in there. Yeah. yeah. When we do it. When, when we, we do, do it. it. We're we going to have to ask yes. them to help us out with that. We also heard from Alex Kopech. Alex Kopech. Book club member. Yes. He said, Hellboy in Love was a great look into Hellboy's love life, and I love every bit of it. So I come you to you. You guys are sick. You I guys come, are sick. <laughs> I come to you with a fan cast. For Anastasia, I wanted someone who can play fun, tough, and smart. Mm. My choice is Felicity Jones. Who's okay. that? Who's that? Um, Rogue One. Rogue One. Ooh, I like her. Uh, she's around Hellboy's age, which is something I'm a fan of. Now I have a bonus. This one is out of nowhere, and I'm sure, and I'm unsure of when he'll come up again. So it's time for the Claw, uh. Lobster Johnson. He is a beloved character by all of us. Yeah. Who enjoy seeing crazy shenanigans and just as being served. Do you say beloved or beloved? What do you? What say? did I just say? Beloved. Okay, that's what I say. I'm asking you. 
I just say beloved, I yeah, think. I don't know. Okay. I have not put just too curious, much thought into curiosity, it. Just curious. Curiosity. Curiosity. Go ahead. My choice for this legend is Ben McKenzie. Uh, who's this? I you may recognize him as the voice of Batman from Batman Year One, the animated movie, and, and as uh, Gordon from the Gotham TV show, yeah, which is a guilty that. pleasure. I don't know who that is. I, I, I know who that is. Yeah. Hold on. Um, I, I, I know. I know this reference. No. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that reference. Okay, okay. All right, I can see that. All right, okay. Um, also, like, I don't know. I hate to go on a little rant here don't, about guilty I pleasure. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Nothing's a guilty pleasure. Just have a pleasure. Just like it. Don't be guilty don't, about it. Don't feel bad about it. Unless you're hurting oh, someone else, in which case you should okay, feel guilty. Okay, yes, no. But if it's something like a TV show. If a TV show is fine. Then just say I like it. Say I like a TV show. There are a show. lot of TV shows that yeah. I like. Yeah. I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. You always give me shit about I'm liking that show. I'm not giving you show. shit about liking that show. You can like the show. You can like the show. It's fine to like the yeah, thing. It's great. I think you know, it's great that you like that show. But like any, but I'm not saying that that's a bad show or whatever. But there's a lot of shows that I like. I think that, there's a difference between saying I really enjoy the show and this is a good show. Yeah. There's a, those are two different okay, things. Well, anyway, I think it's great that you love that show. <laughs> there's plenty of parts of that show that I was like, this is cool and fun that yeah, you've shown me exactly. this you've shown me certain episodes and i'm like this is fucking dope i like yeah. this or so whatever. anyway it doesn't have to be a guilty no pleasure. it doesn't have don't to be apologize a guilty pleasure. you can eat as them. much cake as you choose you can have you know it's fine in gotham he showed he can play a cheesy pulp detective in a serious way cool whenever he bursts through the door yelling gcpd i only think of the lobster <laughs> and his batman voice is perfect for the character cool yeah. okay so also, all right he also did batman so there I you go i have a question aubrey you know this guy is he unhinged enough to do this i don't know him that well mm, i need this question answered yeah alex kopak i need you to tell me whether he's unhinged <laughs> enough to do this but i all the rest of that sounds great to me he says i can't help but hear his voice when i read the lobster johnson comics hopefully you guys enjoy these castings and enjoy the rest of the comic thinking of who to cast as galactus on book club member comics alex okay Ooh, nice. <laughs> we're eagerly wait- awaiting that regarding our discussion of hellboy in love we heard from Thaddeus Papke. Thaddeus Papke. Thaddeus Papke, book club member. We actually got two messages. Ooh, uh, double message. Thaddeus said, I just finished reading the collected volume this morning. I've been waiting for something covering Hellboy and Anastasia's relationship since reading The Lost Army and Dragonpool ages ago. She was a character I liked right away in the books and has only felt more special to me in the past few years as I've been dating a globe-trotting archaeologist myself. Okay. Wow. Oh, nice. That's Whoa. awesome. You're the Hellboy. Wow. <laughs> wow. It has been an incredible adventure with ancient mysteries, Bronze Age monuments, castles, and tombs. Although bureaucracy tends to cause more problems than goblins do, and we haven't stumbled across any occult auctions. Not yet, anyway. Um, that's a likely story. I think they have. <laughs> then we heard from Thaddeus again, said... I listened to the episode yesterday. I appreciate the observation of how it reminded you of an 80s action flick, and you're totally right. The train sequence naturally has those Indiana Jones vibes, mm. although especially in relation to the one that came out this year. I have not seen it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to wait for it to be free somewhere, probably. It's, it's already on Disney+. Plus. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. You know who would be a good lobster? Shea Wiggum. Okay. I like Shea Wiggum. Yeah. I he's think he's fucked good... up enough to do it. I think he could do it. <laughs> That's a good casting. The way they ended up in the music show reminded me of Adventures in Babysitting. 
I used to love that movie. Oh my god, I saw that movie fairly recently ago. <laughs> and the goblins felt very reminiscent of the Gremlins movies. I loved those gobs and felt bad for them. They didn't deserve their various fates. They may have been pugnacious little thieves, but they didn't seem especially malicious and could appreciate a good party. I hope that we get more of Hellboy and Anastasia, and I wouldn't turn down her having some solo adventures as well. I'm a bit of a sucker for a good, adventurous scholar character, which is probably why Kate Corgan and Professor Broom are two of my favorite characters. Mm. I bet Broom would like Anastasia if he met her in a context other than the woman that pulled Hellboy away from the BPRD. I think Broom is a son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) A story about them meeting at a conference sometimes in the 80s and maybe having an adventure together, that would be delightful. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Thaddeus. Yeah. We also heard from Mark Tweedell. Mark Tweedell. Book club member. Yes, Mark said, I want to point out that Hellboy was nine in the Hellboy in Mexico, and the relationship there was a drunken one-night stand. This is his second relationship now at the age of 34. He's got a lot of catching up to do. That's weird. I don't like it. That is weird. I don't like it. Christopher Egan responded. Christopher Egan. Book club member. He said, I've always been a bit confused about Hellboy's age. Mm. Is he actually a baby when he comes through, or is he like 50 a la Grogu? This is like the Asgardian ages. <laughs> yeah. You know, when we talk about like they're 1,500 years old, so that's the equivalent of them being like 23 yeah. or whatever. It's just say it's the equivalent of him being whatever in human years so that we don't get freaked yeah, out yeah. by it, please. Because <laughs> Yeah, he said, I'm sure there's some explanation. And Mark responded again. Mm. He said, I think he's popped from one time in hell to another time on Earth. Okay. But then the connection of time with hell and Earth is a bit wibbly wobbly. Sure. I count his birthday as December 23rd, 1944, which means his age is probably off by a few days, weeks, or months. But it's the most concrete thing we have. We're going to have to go ahead and say that the... That's that's weird. Yeah, it the is. Time, weird. That time that time operates differently. Yeah, he so... grows up weird. He's a full man. He's a grown man. And, sure. You know, at that point. Okay. It's weird. Okay. It, I don't know. They're right. Let's just say that. <laughs> we'll just say that. He also said that you did not disappoint on your reaction to Nadja and Laszlo being at the auction. Because they're fucking great. <laughs> they're the best. That was great. God, I fucking love those characters so much. We heard again from Christopher Egan. He said, Anastasia, horniest Hellboy character? Yeah, oh, 100%. I was going to make a horn pun, but I'm not clever no, enough. No, she's for sure. <laughs> well, you could, if you were clever enough. Tell us your favorite horn puns. Tell us puns. your favorite horn puns. Um, Let's see if we can come up with any. She is so horny. She's a monster fucker and no mistake. We heard from Jerry Turnbull. And that's good. We love that for her. Yeah. Jerry Turnbull. Book club member. Yeah. He said, the cap Anastasia wears was a gift from an American friend. That's what it says in the Lost Army book. Mm, okay. we, were, we were trying to remember that. We were trying to figure out what she's listening to on the train. Sure. Remember, she's got her headphones oh, right, on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, I reckon Anastasia is listening to Kate Bush, Squeeze, or the Boomtown Rats. I like the Kate Bush theory. Go. That's good. Jerry also said, at the auction also is the Countess from the Hammer film, The Devil Rides Out. Oh, cool. That actress. Uh we, you know, Laszlo is in there. Lemmy from Motorhead is in there. Nice. And then this actress is also in there. Thanks for pointing that out, Jerry. Love that. I missed that one. We also heard from Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Book club member. Yes. He said, I'm a bit behind, and I finally read this thing that you told me to read, and then mm. listened to you guys talking about the thing you read, and now I'm going to talk about what you said when you were talking about the thing you read. That's a hey, you damn guys. <laughs> and I expect you'll read what I write and talk about what I say when I'm talking about what you said when you were talking about the thing you read. 
Because you know it's a book club. And it's also friendship. And when John called my name for research assist about the Marconi radio, I was already looking up the reference. Remember that? When I said Drew Campbell, you're... (laughs) He said John was right about it being from the Silver Lantern Club and drawn by Christopher Mitten. There you go. Another point for me. But the story wasn't about a radio built by Marconi that drove his nephew mad with messages from the dead. It was about a couple of fellows named Bergeron and Mackenzie, whose radio gets possessed by a demon that Ed Gray and Sarah Jewell were concurrently exercising from an old lady. It doesn't exactly say when the story takes place, but it does say it was years before Marconi developed a radio transmitter. And now I've got We Built This City on Rock and Roll stuck in my head. When, <laughs> when did he put that in there? I don't... now we all got it stuck in our head yeah thanks oh did we sing it on the probably did that come up but now now we're now we're uh we're getting we're getting that he's had he's had his revenge here because this doesn't feel good he also said if they made a kashi movie in the 70s lemmy would have been great in that role there you go what do you think about that casting i think it's great and he also said, I assumed the creepy lady at the auction was Delilah. He was right. We're going to find out that oh, yeah, yeah. he was right. We also heard from Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Book club member. Yes. And, and also artist. artist. Yes, thank you. He said, I'm so delighted you found those Easter eggs of Lemmy and Nadja. And We're Lazlo delighted that nice. you're delighted. Let me know if you find the Bathory and Godflesh refs in Yule Cat. Oh, shit. I haven't, uh, yeah, so the Yule Cat is the winter special that came out. And I think somebody else was asking if we were going to cover that. We usually wait for those things to be collected mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah, so typically. Anyway, um, but sometimes we do a winter special episode, so maybe we'll do one this year. We can. Yeah, but thank you so much. I'm going to look for those Easter eggs now. Thank you, yes. Um Really Artist. cool. So great to hear from you. Yeah. that's, that's That never stops being... Yeah, I'm just saying that never like it. It, it blows my mind. That never stops yeah. freaking me out when the artists of the things that we're covering. They're like, by the way, I listened to you talking about this, and now I'm talking to you about it. Yeah, all right, that's Thanks. cool. Cool, thank you. Hi. On the previous episode, we were talking about like if you were talking about which power you would have. Remember? Yeah. And yeah. I was talking about like, well, I wish that time could be your power. Yeah. You know, the like, time powers, uh-huh. but then how does that work? How does it work? Okay. So Chris Egan, he has the answer. All right, Chris Egan. All right. What's he the says answer, the book time club po- member? He said the time powers could create a pocket dimension where only he experiences the elongated time. And then he could go night-night and slip back into the regular time stream. And the rest of the world is none the wiser. Pocket dimensions. There okay. you go. All right. So it's like... So basically, you're stopping time, right? Or you're in a pocket dimension. No, where he's time talking is... about alternate universes that okay. are sequestered from the natural timeline that he wants to be able to go back and continue living as though nothing yeah. happened. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's good. No, I'm, I dig it. That's my new answer now. Whenever anyone asks me that, sounds great. Mine's still telekinesis. <laughs> that's clearly. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. You really tied that yeah. up. And so you're now, talking about interdimensional... Yeah, that's what I would use it for. Okay. Elongated time. You're the watcher. Sure. But instead of being the watcher, you're like, fuck this, I'm going to be the doer. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to go <laughs> do a bunch of stuff. I'm going to do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, okay. There you go. I'm All the right. doer. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for our next segment. What do you see? What do you say? All right. What are you seeing and what are you saying? John got me the best of... Hall and Oates by Daryl Hall and John Oates. And I know what you're thinking. Best of albums are the worst and they suck and they're no good. 
And I agree, except for this one. This is the one exception that I feel is acceptable and, and, and awesome and excellent. And he brought it home and it's on vinyl and it's great. And I love it. And I'm so excited to listen okay. to it. It's I'm glad you like that. I do. I love it. Thank you. What about you, Aubrey? John, you, you make anything? my dreams come true. Aww, my dreams of sweet. owning this album. <laughs> uh, well, we finished uh, watching the second season of Sweet Home. Um, John, your kiss is on my list <laughs> of the best things in life. Aubrey, please continue telling me about the show that you watched. So um, yeah, no, it's, it's. I mean, the the first season it was like really good because you know it's like people are turning into monsters, but it's all set in. That's in cool. A, it's it's like set in one apartment complex. Okay. Uh, and at the end, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, spoilers for this show. Watch out. In season two, it takes it out of that apartment complex and it <gasps> kind of adds a whole bunch of brand new characters. And we're like, oh, shit. who the hell are these? I people? can't keep up with this. Yeah. <laughs> so it took a little longer to get through season two, but I still enjoyed it. And like, uh, good. Uh, when season three comes out, I think we're going to start over from season one again and just watch it all the way through. Cool. Yeah, yeah, but definitely something worth watching if you don't mind uh, subtitles. Oh, which okay. I would hope that most people don't, yeah. because that's like a weird thing to get up. Well, so, you know, I guess if if you have a hard time reading, that could be a reason. Mm, yeah. Uh, sure. But other than that, yeah, just watch something with subtitles. It's great if you don't have a problem with reading. Yeah, I have something to piggyback on that because I watched the Echo series on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. you did? Um, yeah, cool. I watched that. Uh, it's five like episodes. It? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I showed you a couple clips from it. Oh, you did! Oh, no, you yeah. did. You showed me uh, the the first episode. She's fighting. Um, well, some it's guys. a spoiler. It's a spo- oh, here's a spoiler. Here's a spoiler for the show Echo. Watch out. Uh, well, you can still hear it, oh, so okay. don't no, don't don't, don't give any spoilers. Well, no, okay, I won't say any spoilers. But you showed me a fight scene, and it was actually I was like, okay, what's this going to be? And I was like, oh, this is cool, actually, and good, and so. That yeah. was my impression of the 10 minutes that I saw of yeah, that show. So. Yeah. Well, and I showed you the opening scene also. You did show me that, The yeah. opening scene is like, what? So anyway, what I would say for that show is just maybe just watch the first episode. And if you're like, this is cool, um, then watch the rest of it. And if you're not, then you probably saw like some of the coolest stuff in the show. You you're going to see a fucking deaf Native American with prosthetics just absolutely beating people's asses. And it's yeah. fucking great. She's great. And uh but it does have, you know, a lot of subtitles. Well yeah. It. Yeah, because, because they're using sign using language. Sign. So. Yeah. She's awesome though, man. She fucking she fucking whips ass, dude. The other thing uh, that I watched was the bear. I watched all of that. He, I finally got him to watch the bear. <laughs> yeah, Daniel. I love this fucking show. I fucking love the bear and I keep I'm keep going like, eh? Yeah. Eh? Look well, at this part of the bear, and like I'll play little clips for him on the TV. I watched like the first four episodes, and I was like, "This show is so stressful." I no, don't know if it's I can fucking keep great. It. No, um, the show was great. But then I, yeah, but then I kept watching it, and then we just binged like the whole. Yeah, second you got to get into the groove of it, man. Yeah, it was good. It's it was really so good. Fucking yeah, amazing. That's a fun it's show. so good. It's a great show. Great music in that show too. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. What's the premise? The bear. It's, okay. It's a restaurant. It's like a. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. Well, okay. it's like a found family kind of deal, basically. So he ha- mm-hmm. he's he's in the he's working in the best restaurant in the world, but he has to come back home because uh, his brother killed himself, 
And so now it's all the surrounding this. It's like his sister and his friend they call, you know, he's basically part of the family. They call him cousin. And then it's like this new person comes into his life and he doesn't know how to, he has to like try and fold her into this. And then it's all these people that were working at this restaurant that his brother had opened. But like, how do they all interact? And like, it's about hope and finding new purpose in life and trying to deal with like the stress of like trauma and like family bullshit and it's just it's just a bunch it was of good it's, it's it's amazing a lot of good actors in that incredible writing too. incredible acting incredible cinematography just everything is amazing the camera work and the it's just so awesome anyway it's great i did forget like we did watch this documentary called um curry and cyanide it's about this woman who killed like way too many people oh, for a shit. very long period of time uh in, in india she only poisoned one person's curry I don't know why they kept, but they kept showing curry throughout the uh, throughout the thing, and I'm just sitting there watching. It's like kind of feel like some curry right now. Awesome, (laughs) love that for you. Great, I love that. Great, so awesome. All right, yeah. Well, if you like, if you like a show about passion and trauma, look at the bear. It's great. It's good. It's 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 fun. It, It it's it's a pretty fun show. I'm still playing through Hellboy: Web of Word. I'm enjoying that game. And regarding that game, we heard from Matt Corbin. Matt Corbin. member. He said, I'm really enjoying this game. The visuals are amazing and the combat feels really visceral and true to the comics. And the story and voice acting also feel like an authentic Hellboy story. Being a roguelike, it can be repetitive, but it's a perfect pickup and play game for a Hellboy fan. Nice. nice. I totally agree. Right yeah, it's fun. I rewatched uh, True Detective season one. I don't know if I said this last time. Oh, we watched the True Detective, the new one. Yeah, we watched the first episode. Well, I watched the, I rewatched True Detective season one. Yeah. And it's so fucking good. That's a good if one. If you haven't seen it in a Did while. Did you ever watch that, Aubrey? It's so dark, though. If you can't handle it, like, I, I have to not look at some of that. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like you have the list of things you're going to get to sure. eventually. That True Detective is on that list, okay. on, my, on my list of that. I've only seen season one and then the first episode of this new one. But Matthew McConaughey and yeah. Woody Harrelson, amazing. They're good. Also, very, unfortunately, very accurate depiction of... All the places in southern Louisiana that they're talking about. Mm. It's fucked up. It's very fucked up. It's good shit, though. You know that Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson They're probably brothers. brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I'm cool with that. I, I think it's wild. I'm cool with it. That's nuts. All right. Thanks for all the feedback, everybody. Continue to send in those audio clips and all those recommendations. We love it. I personally am okay with that, Aubrey. I don't know about you. I am personally okay with everything. Good. Not everything. Well, that. not everything. Everything that's but cool. But what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. I'll and th- never go on to the book club episode for the week. And this week. week we're continuing our discussion of Hellboy and Love. Mm. We're going to pick up with Shadow Theater here. This is uh, chapter two. These are issues three through five of this series. The series should just be called Anastasia Monsterfucker. <laughs> and I love her for that. Good job. That would probably sell. Get it, girl. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we get a cool cover image here. I really like this. Again, we have that heart motif that's been playing throughout all the covers. So this is 10 days after Goblin Night. All right, so there's been 10 days since uh, since they first met and now that Anastasia and Hellboy are getting ready for a fancy date. And we see each one separately getting ready over this first page. They talk on the phone. Hellboy mentions that dressing up makes him feel like he's putting on a clown suit, which worries Anastasia a little, but he assures her, 
I'm happy to be wherever you are, clown suit or no clown suit. Mm. See, that's the kind of talk that's going to get you some later, right? Yep. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't disparage the thing. The st- just be like, no, it's a pleasure. Don't even just cut it off. That's enough. Mm. Don't say, I'm wearing a clown suit, but it's fine. No. Mm. I don't like that. Oh, you don't Chill like that? Chill the fuck out. No, that's immature as shit. If you don't want to wear it, keep it to your fucking self. Mm. She's dressed up. You should be dressed up. Be mature about it. Just put on the suit and shut up about it. Yeah. So they have like a flirty, fun moment when they rock up and they see each other all dressed up. Anastasia signs baseball She's into cap, it. She's into it. And she ties his little bow tie, you that's know? That's so stuff cute. Like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, and she's still constantly teasing him. You know, she's. He's like, up. oh, I, he goes, oh, I didn't recognize you without the Yankees cap. She goes, I feel naked without yeah. it. Yeah. Like that's supposed to be a bit okay. And then he doesn't say anything. No. So then she's got to be like, he's trying to be, <laughs> yeah, chill. He's, and she's so unchill, which is great. I I love that for her. Well, and he plays it well. He says, I'm not great with words on my best day. Yeah. You know, and Hellboy doesn't say a lot. No, he's you know? like, you and know, I'm... you just, you expect me to be clever? Like, I can't do that. Yeah. It's nice. It's cute. It's all fun. She's like, you know, you're not even saying anything. You're not picking up on what I'm laying down. I'm trying to do some innuendo here. <laughs> to be fair, you know. Plenty of room for innuendo in these to, comics. She's trying to, yeah. She's trying to get him there. And he's like, ugh. <laughs> inside, uh, the, uh. <laughs> inside the event, which I assume is some sort of hoity-toity museum event. Sure. Uh, they all gather around Hellboy and ask him a bunch of dumb questions. They sure do. <laughs> One person asks to touch his horns, and he's like, no. Oh, that's so rude. <sighs> it's just like, well, I'm, I'm glad she asked. But no, don't really. ask. But that's a that's a weird thing to ask. I mean, as opposed to just walking up and trying to touch. If him. it would, if you had been friends with someone for a while and you're close and you're hanging yeah. out, you know that. You know, but you don't ask to touch a stranger. Yeah, you don't. That's, that's weird. Yeah, it is. He's weird. not a creature or a dog. I mean, he's a creature, but it is not like you know what I'm saying. You don't. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's very dehuman. And not that he's human, but it's. I don't even know what to say, but it's not good. Don't do it. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's bad manners. Yeah. yeah. Don't bad. ask demons to touch their horns. Well, don't, don't ask, do it. Don't it's in bad ask form. To pet people in general. <laughs> yeah. Don't like, walk into people and like, can I can I touch your hair? Gross. Oh, yeah. Gross. Oh, gross. Yeah, no. Yeah. Again, no, unless if you've been friends for a while, you're like, oh, your hair, I'm going to touch it. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, I'll touch your hair, John, but mm-hmm. we're married. Yes. <laughs> so then Dr. Hobart, who I'm is... I'm allowed. Dr. Hobart, who I assume is the museum director, he pulls Anastasia aside and he's like, ooh, Hellboy, ooh, he's a reckless celebrity, ooh, your research. Why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Why don't you shut up, old man? <laughs> Anastasia points out that her research benefits the museum, and Hobart was the one who asked for the BPRD's help in the first place. They did the mission, so mind your own beeswax, mind Dr. Your own Hobart. Fucking business, bro. Anastasia asks for some air after this, and when they head outside, she tells Hellboy to take her back to his hotel. Mm. And when so I was like, when is she gonna tease him about it? Is it gonna be here or is it gonna be later? So it's on the next page, right? When they get there, she's like perfect for the man traveling on business who wants to bring a girl back to his hotel. Okay. She just keeps getching him over and over. She is. <laughs> she mentions how he's fun to tease when he can't get physical. Are you just trying to lure me into some innuendo about getting physical? Hellboy asks. Well, I like this whole exchange, this whole exchange where she's like, "Oh dear, I've flustered you again." I'm not flustered. I've never even said flustered in my life. <laughs> you're quite adorable when you're flustered. 
And the art is really great on this. I love seeing Hellboy in the tux. It's oh, a good yeah. look. Yeah, it's good it stuff. is a good look. So I was thinking about this, right? Does he have like a special cuff? Well, I guess like on dress shirts, sometimes it has like the buttons going up. Like maybe he just has extra buttons so he can. Yeah. How does he get like the right hand into the? It, I worry about that tailored. all the time. Right. It probably I, maybe has it's a like, zipper. I think it has like buttons over the yeah, shoulder. Yeah, absolutely. There's buttons or something. Yeah, or something like For that. Sure. So that way it's he can put it around him. Yeah. I think if I ever get to meet Mike Mignola, I'm going to ask him, how does he get the jacket on, the shirt on? Don't. <laughs> a, that's so fucking annoying. Don't do that. Of course I'm not going to do B, that. B, what a waste of an interaction. Of course I would never Don't do that. Don't do it, Aubrey. So, you know, they've left this party. They're now they're hanging out at this bar. I kind of like this look of Hellboy with the tie around his neck and shirt unbuttoned kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, whenever we're kicking back and relaxing. Exactly. That's a good look in general. I like a this look. A disheveled man with a fucked up <laughs> shirt and tie. Yeah. Now so you're getting it. Now you're getting it. So now they're having some drinks, but they're interrupted by the barkeep with a phone. Pardon me, That's sir. never good. Phone for you, and Hellboy goes, this can't be it good. It can't be good. <laughs> Someone's found him at the bar. It's Professor Broom. Broom thanks Hellboy for a job done with the goblins, but asks when he'll be returning. Hellboy says he's decided to take a little sabbatical. I like how he looks at Anastasia when he says that. You know, mm-hmm. they have that little, mm-hmm. that's a cute panel. I'm going on a sex vacation. <laughs> Don't bother me. But Broom says that's not possible. They're very short-handed, and he wants Hellboy to catch a flight tomorrow. Also, Broom got a call from Dr. Hobart, and he was like, ooh, Hellboy, ooh, he's disruptive. So Hellboy goes off. He says, he did Dr. Hobart a favor, and as for being a good lad, I'm not a kid anymore, Professor. Haven't been for a long time. The Bureau's going to have to get along without me for a while, and he hangs up the phone. Well, that's new. <laughs> uh, this this look of uh, on Broom's face is like he's, his eyes aren't even open. He's just like, oh, I'm afraid that's not going to be possible, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Oh, and you've been quite disruptive, according to <laughs> Dr. Hobart. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck you too, Professor. <laughs> yeah, so I love this. After he hangs up the phone, he's like, so it turns out I have plenty of time on my hands. I'll be staying in London. But Anastasia's ready to take him on the next adventure. So they head to Turkey. On the plane, uh, she catches Hellboy up to the mission. I love all the art on this page. I mean, I, I don't know if oh, we're talking yeah. about it enough, but Matt Smith, he does an amazing Hellboy. And just some of these panels, you know, when they're talking to each other on the plane right here, the profile panel right there in the middle is just really nice. I love all the work on the fancy book. Mm-hmm. Anastasia tells Hellboy about shadow puppetry. And one of the most popular shadow puppet stories, the Turkish story of Karagus and Hajavat. She mentions that the Turkish lay claims to the beginnings of shadow puppetry. So, actually, there are earlier records of that um, in Central Asia and in India around the first millennium BCE. However, Turkey did popularize the shadow puppet theaters, which were called Karagus theaters. The central theme of the plays is contrasting interaction between the two characters. They're perfect foils for each other. Karagus represents the illiterate but straightforward public, whereas Hajavat belongs to the educated class, speaking Ottoman Turkish and using poetical and literary language. Although Karagus is more popular character with the Turkish peasantry, Hajavat is the one with the level head. Though Karagus always outmatches Hajavat's superior education with his native wit, he is also very impulsive, and his never-ending deluge of get-rich-quick themes always result in failure. That's from Wikipedia. 
I feel like shadow puppets were probably a thing when humans first started developing sure out of hominids right right well i guess earliest recorded records i guess sure or, sure, you know sure. I, mean? Maybe. I feel like it's probably been a thing since for like fifteen thousand fucking sure. years um, but i did watch some of these katagus and hajavat i watched like a couple of videos on youtube of people have recreated some of them and they're just like all right they're real like goofy okay. and comical you know what i mean and sure. um it's just like, um, they're like the odd couple, you know? Sure. A tale as old as time. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Love they're going to go to Turkey because one of Anastasia's old mentors, Howard Moram, found what he believes is the first puppet theater for these stories. Moram knows Anastasia is drawn to weird things. She says, he knows I'm drawn to things unexplainable. He knows he doesn't have to convince me the impossible is possible. That explains a lot, the driver says. Just drive the car. Just drive the car. Because what is he saying? He's saying because they're impossible, right? Or because they're together. Maybe. He's making a yeah. comment about that. Oh, he totally is. So they arrive in Bursa and Hellboy asks what all this has to do with the Swaran Artia. Remember, that's the group that Anastasia is actually researching. She believes this is an ancient group of occultists. And she says she's curious in this case because they have found evidence of a magician in the Kadagus Hajavat story, and she wants to learn more about who this magician was. So they go to meet with this guy, Howard Morham. At one point, Hellboy asks, So this thing about you being attracted to the unexplainable, I hope that's not, but he gets cut off. Right, so he's talking about him, right? Or She has a fetish, and he needs to roll with it yeah. for once in his fucking <laughs> life and just have a little bit of fucking fun. Yeah, well, maybe that's what he does, right? He says... Now, that uh, can be dehumanizing in certain situations. I'll I'll grant you. I'm sure that that can feel upsetting. But, uh, you know, I feel like probably just roll with it this once. Right, yeah, Just have a little bit of fun. It's (laughs) fine. But all their conversation gets cut off by the professor walking up. He mentions Hellboy signed his daughter's copy of Life magazine in 1953. Okay. I did, he asks. So we actually saw Hellboy signing some Life magazines. I don't know if you remember that. It was in, uh, he was on the cover twice. And in Hellboy and the BPRD night, Beyond the Fences with the Paulo Rivera art. Okay. There, he's like standing in the street and some kids come up to him with the Life magazines and they ask him to sign them. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not this girl, though. It's a different girl, but... I'm sure he signed a bunch of them. I like how it's like he's like she practically tackled you to the ground to get the autograph, and you were very kind to her, and I will always be gracious for that. And then he's like, I almost feel bad for putting you in danger. Yeah, but no, I kind of like that because I mean, it just goes to show you like Hellboy's always been like a kind person. Sure, yeah, you know, he he's always quick to. But also, don't do that. That sucks. <laughs> well, it means it was a little kid. But that sucks. Don't mm. let your child do that. Yeah. <laughs> But that leads right into this next moment. I like this moment that they have here when they get back to their, I guess, wherever they're staying. She's like, you? He feels bad for putting you in danger? I was his favorite student. And then Hellboy says, yeah, but I apparently let his kid tackle me in the airport, and I was even more charming than usual, so he likes me best. <laughs> I feel like that that's when you have that kind of relationship with somebody, like, that's how you talk to each other. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I don't know. I just like that. He's looking for cookies. He's got some carton of cookies that he's looking at. Hellboy and Anastasia meet next with Professor Boz. She's the Turkish historian on the team, and she tells them about a series of mishaps and the death of a worker at the site. Each time, people report the presence of shadows moving around. I was like, you don't mind telling them again? He goes, 
I do actually mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mind having to say this out loud. <laughs> yeah. I like how Hellboy's getting the, the cookies out of there, too. He's eating mm-hmm. the cookies. So as they're talking about this, they hear a scream, and the group run out. Someone says in the courtyard, they're back. So they run over to this uh, to this place, and they find this one guy dead. So he's got like a skewer in his eye, right? What is that? I was trying to look at that. So even at the bottom of the panel, like there's these tables that have these like hot skewers. Is that like what that is? I was thinking like it's like yeah, a... Yeah, that's a... For like barbecue or something like that, or like for the like kebab? shish kebab, shish kebabs. There a, you go. It's a kebab. Yeah, it's a kebab. A kebab. A kebab. As they try to get information, he's been kebabbed. He's been kebabbed. I'll buy you a kebab. I can't believe that I'm sharing a kebab with the most beautiful girl I have ever seen with a kebab. As they try to get information from the locals about what they saw. Anastasia actually sees one of the shadow people crawling away. It's the professor's shadow. I like that. Like, it's his shadow that's creating. Um, I think it's really cool that he says, someone turn the lights on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that's what you would do to get rid of a shadow creature. Like, turn the lights on and get rid of the shadow. So the shadow creature is running away. This is Hajavat. And it pushes over those hot skewers onto this one guy. That's horrible. It's like hot coals or whatever, right? Yeah, no, it's it looks very painful. I was thinking it was like hot liquid or something. But right, you know, I yeah. Know. I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to figure out um, what those tables exactly were, what, what they had in them. It's obviously something that's very hot. As they tend to the guy that got burned, they see Hajavat escape over the shadow of the building. I like that effect right there. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. The professor says they're not just shadows. There's some kind of spirits that create chaos and then vanish. In the aftermath, Hellboy and Anastasia decide that they should head to the dig site. The colors on this are really nice, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it says Chris O'Halloran on colors. So Hellboy and Anastasia go back to their place to gear up. They head to the dig site. Hellboy says he's looking for one of St. Mungo's dead bells. So he's looking for one of his artifacts or whatever but he can't find it i was like oh man i thought we were going to have an artifact moment but we didn't get one but he refers to the dead bells of saint mungo saint ketigern also known as mungo was the founder and patron saint of the city of glasgow the following verses used to remember mungo's four miracles here's the bird that never flew here's the tree that never grew here's the bell that never rang here's the fish that never swam the bell is thought to have been brought by mungo from rome it is said to have been used in services and to mourn the dead. The original bell no longer exists, and a replacement was created in 1640 and is now on display in Glasgow. If the original was lost, that makes sense that Hellboy had it. There you go. Well, yeah. Hellboy had the original, and then he lost and it. And he lost it. <laughs> Hellboy wants to go alone, but Anastasia says the job is more hers than his. And Hellboy's like, I get it. You're in charge. At least until something tries to kill us. And she's like, well, of course. I know how to delegate, and you're definitely a director in the department of keeping us alive. You think he's good at that? Yeah, he's getting people alive. He's a bit of a sub, if I'm honest. (laughs) Hellboy and Anastasia meet up with the others, and they head to the dig site. Um, Some amazing colors here, again, as it, like, fades into night. You know, if you look back over the panels, I really like that progression. They believe this is where the original Kadagus and Hajavat were killed. And there's, they have a banter moment where she's like, uh, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself without all this weird stuff. And he goes, sometimes I like to think I'd like to find out what that would be. Mm-hmm. What would what would Hellboy do? With... He'd be doing it with her. 
That's the joke. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? Yeah. I thought it meant like, what would he be doing if he wasn't like a paranormal investigator? If he wasn't trying to fill every waking moment with the weirdest shit imaginable. Yeah. To distract himself from the fact that he's alone hmm. and lonely and weird, probably having a girlfriend. Maybe, um, what if he was like a, like Arnold or something, like a movie star? Sure. Also that. <laughs> if he did something like that. Sure. I think in this context, sure. particularly, we're meant to, for that to be. Hmm. Okay. She's like, oh, you don't, you don't know what to do with yourself with all this stuff. And he's like, oh, I'll find out what that would be. Mm. That's his attempt at flirting with her. Oh, that's great. So I okay. spent my time with you. That. Maybe I that's why I didn't. With you. Yeah. Not nice. doing this. Not doing this. Yeah. In a hotel room instead. I like that. I feel um, like that's the subtext. Very good. I like that a lot better. They spot the creature. I like how Hellboy's like, and him okay, being a movie star. Huh? Than him being a movie star? That, <laughs> I was like, That was would your it, suggestion. Would Hellboy be a doctor? You're like, let's take <laughs> this out of Hellboy? the context of the story. Let's take this completely out of context, why don't we? What if he became... What are you talking about? Uh, what if he became a used car salesman? All right. <laughs> That's definitely where this was going. We're going to smash cut to him being a car salesman. That's a good one, Aubrey. That's exactly what they meant. I think the author intended for you to start imagining... When he slaps the top of it, it breaks. Yes, you can fit so many goblins in this bad boy. He breaks it with the right He breaks it. Check out this suspension. Boom. Oh, crap. All right. Let's get let's let's get it together. Um, So they spot the creature. I like how Hellboy's like, okay, when he sees it. And then we do get a special artifact moment. We thought we weren't going to get one, and we did anyway. This time, it's the broken bit of skull of St. Lucy. Her traditional feast day, known in Europe as St. Lucy's Day, is observed by Western Christians on the 13th of December. Hellboy says, They say blind St. Lucy dug out her own eyes because she couldn't stop seeing things as they really were, including things that were hiding in the dark. So I like this. It casts like a spotlight that allows them to see this demon. Hellboy and Anastasia chase after the thing, and this huge shadow monster crashes through the worksite. It brings all the scaffolding down around them, and he drops his special artifact. That's what that is, right? It keeps like focusing in on it over yeah. the panels. When they regain themselves, they find themselves in ancient Turkey, and they're like, what the heck is going on? We cut to the BPRD headquarters in Fairfield, Connecticut. Oh, yeah. The Falling Water Building. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been there. Um, So we get this scene with Abe and Liz. I thought that was pretty cool, right? Come in, Abe. How'd you know it was me? (laughs) Since Hellboy ditched us, you're the only one who visits me, she says. So Abe has a letter from Hellboy, and it's basically telling them, you know, that he's off doing this adventure. And they're, like, debating on whether they should tell Broom or not. She was like, so he has a girlfriend, or what are we doing? What are we, what is this? Yeah, And he's yeah. like, I don't know, should we tell on him? Should we tattle? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, why don't you chill the fuck out, buddy? Well, she says, um, but Hellboy would still want the professor to know that he's safe. Yeah. So. So, are they going to fib? Is, I guess, the story here. Like, what are they going to say? They do. Yeah. I, I assume that that's yeah. what Broom is looking at there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they totally, they totally gave him the letter. Yeah, well. Back with Hellboy and Anastasia, they asked the locals about Karagus and Hajavat, and this one guy... I don't know, I probably would have held it down. I would have been like, hey, by the way, I'd poke my head in there. Hey, by the way, like we heard from Hellboy, he's fine. Mm, you know, okay. he's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. That's a good way to Just handle that. chill the fuck out about it. He's fine. Don't even worry about it. 
I don't know. I feel like yeah. I would have been cool about it instead of whatever they did here. Well, they just gave him the letter. They just gave him the letter. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back to Hellboy and Anastasia. Snitches. Snitches. <laughs> they're, uh, they're asking locals about Kadagus and Hajivat. And this one guy, instead of exclaiming, who are you people? Because they're in the past, right? Sure. Yeah. You would think that they would see this blonde lady with a Yankees cap and Hellboy. And they'd be like, what is no, what is they're, they're, it's normal. they're also speaking modern English. <laughs> are they? Right, because they're in the past right here. Don't they go to... Aren't they like an you ancient what? I think point? it's probably magic. It's just magic. I think it's magic. So we'll just say that it's magic. Because the magical bell has magical powers. Oh, okay. That's why they keep focusing on the bell, maybe. Yes. The bell's, they do keep the bell's on doing it. magical powers on everybody. He actually finds it. He picks yeah. it up. Or is it that they actually got transported? Or is it just like a projection, like a magical pocket... Dimension, okay. like we were talking about. Oh, there you go. Of like, it's not really real. It's just like their idea of what it might be, right? Or right. something. I don't know. Because when he asks the guy about Kadagus and Hajavad, he says they've already been executed. So then they ask about the Shadow Theater, and he tells them of Arif Gafori and his grotesque display. And the magical bell does a magical translation powers, yeah. and everybody understands what's going on. So. I thought this was interesting, right? So he mentions the evil magician in this story is called Aref Gafori. Aref Gafori. There's a real magician from Turkey whose name is Aref Gafori. I love that. He's okay. an Iranian illusionist who won the Merlin Award. Ooh, Merlin Award. Yeah, so um, you can, I'll link his social media. Yeah. You can check him out. I mean. Iranian illusionist? Yeah. John, if there's one thing you know about me, it's that I fucking <laughs> love magic i fucking love magicians is yeah. it close-up magic what is it what kind of illusions is this i don't know we'll have to check it out you didn't tell me about this beforehand so um <laughs> i want to see it but so it's like who is he friends with that they put him in this you know what i mean like i'm gonna name an evil cool. magician after you I in a comment that's awesome because they use his exact name that's awesome like it's oh, like wow. i mean that's too much of a coincidence right it's not a coincidence that would be so dope if i'm that guy i'm like yes this is awesome <laughs> They probably just love magic and saw that guy's stuff and was like, yeah. Okay. I'm going to name it after this but guy. But he's the bad guy in this. That's though. cool. Yeah, okay. I would be so into that. <laughs> I would dig that so hard. If uh, I'm a magician yeah. and they fucking name a guy after me in a Hellboy comic and he's the villain, that's as good as it gets, man. That's cool. Yeah. That aside, I like how the shopkeeper's like, if you're not going to buy anything, please clear off. Yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here. He's yeah. like, some of us are artists. If you want morbid sensationalism, sure. that guy is your, the one for you. Right. That is a thing, though. If you're, yeah. if you've got a booth and people are just like hanging out in front of the booth and yeah. like blocking people from coming to the booth, sure, like, get out of sure. here, man. So we see Gafori doing his shadow puppet play. As he does it, we see the anguished ghost of the real Karagus and Hajavat reacting in pain. I love an right? anguished ghost of a wizard. Yeah. That's my favorite. Mm. When Hellboy says, geez, I love that Jeez. panel. Jeez, yeah. That's great. Anastasia and Hellboy confront Gafori, and Hellboy asks him about Karagus and Hajavat. You're playing with more than shadows here, he says. And so Gafori throws a Molotov at Hellboy, right? Is that what that is? Something like that, yeah. You miserable old git. Yes. <laughs> that was a fun response. Gafori runs off. You want to know about Puppet's Devil? Have your wish. He does some magic, and he turns Hellboy and Anastasia into shadow puppets and puts them in the story of Kadagus and Hajavat. What do you guys think about that? 
I was like, oh shit, that's fucking wild. It's like a cartoon or something. It reminded me like of, uh, they do that a lot in media. I don't know, where something turns into a cartoon or yeah, it's great. something like that. I love it. Or the cartoon itself, like the animated show or whatever it is, has a different style all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I love. So Gadagoose starts chasing them and Hajavat's like, wait, maybe they can help us get out of this story. And so... He pulls Karagus away from Ana- from attacking Anastasia. I like how they start reacting to them, too. It's not just like, they're like, wait a minute, maybe they can help us. Yeah. In the struggle, his shirt rips. There's like a little comedic tumble into Hellboy. This is the kind of stuff that they do. You know what I mean? Like, basically, they're reenacting what those plays yeah, are like. You know what fun. I mean? Where they're like falling into each other and, you know, silly stuff like that. I like crunch instead of boom. Right. Yeah, I was so, going to bring yeah. the, the right hand of crunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what happens is by Hellboy and Anastasia being a part of the story, they're changing it. And I don't know, somehow through that change, Goose is able to free himself from the shadow puppet into real life. Hellboy and the rest follow him out into the real world. I love that panel where Hellboy grabs his foot and he's like, not so fast, jerk. Like, I feel like he's <laughs> he's pulling him out of the 2D shadow puppet world into the real world. Mm-hmm. But I love this bottom panel, like, where you see him coming out of the yeah. shadow puppet. Like, that's what it looks like. Like, I don't that's know. Cool. It's pretty cool. Like, you know, they they manipulate the shadow puppets and the light source. Yeah. To make them do different things. So they're moving both the puppets and the light at the same time. I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's worth checking out some YouTube videos on. Um, I really like the art on this page where they escape out. Um, just some really oh, yeah. good stuff. The colors and everything. Well, this inset panel where this one uh, guy is screaming at them or whatever. So Hajavet is the more sensible one. So he actually teams up with Hellboy and Anastasia to go after Katagus. But it's too late. He catches up with the evil magician, Aref Gafori, and he chokes him. But the curse isn't lifted. Hellboy confronts Katagoose and tries to tell him that maybe they can figure out how to break it. But Katagoose punches Hellboy out, bringing down this nearby market tent. And then when they regain themselves from that, they're back at the dig site. We thought you were dead, Dr. Boz says. I wasn't sure myself till just now, Hellboy responds. Hellboy tells Howard that their project is haunted by the ghost of a story. But before he can say more... Gadagus emerges from the shadows and attacks again. After all these years, we still cannot rest, and so vengeance must rise again. Anastasia breaks off the leg of this table or something, and she goes after them, um, but it passes through the ghost, and it clocks Hellboy right on the horn nub. Oh, ah. right. Yeah, damn. Yeah. I bet that's uh, fine, though. I, th- I was thinking like maybe like when you hit your elbow, because it's bone, right? No, it's more like... It's more like I uh, bet it's like when rams, they hit each other's in the horns oh it's like okay that. yeah i was gonna say it's probably made out of the same thing as like hair and fingernails they love stuff it like that. it's our favorite thing to do so he's probably like yeah nice oh okay do it again you don't think that would hurt really bad no i think it's the opposite it probably feels kind of like fine mm. it probably feels like when you have a helmet on and someone hits you in the helmet and you're like okay got <laughs> goose and hellboy are having a big monster fight and then hajavad joins in and they're having a big monster fight and then Dr. Howard Moriam gets slashed by the monster. And Katagoose tries to run off, but Hellboy stops him. While all this is going on, Anastasia talks to Hajivat and she tells him that they were tortured by the evil magician, but their story doesn't have to end with cruelty and evil. And Hajivat's like, yes, the story. He tries to plead with Katagoose. We were friends. We used to make people laugh. But they still fight for a bit. 
and Hellboy grabs this dude's head and finally makes him listen. They bring the professor around. I like all this. Like, Hellboy tries to talk sense into him, Anastasia's trying, Gadagus is trying, or Hajavat's trying, but they have to bring the old professor around. And then, then he's like, ah, I'll listen to the professor. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just, bring him, just bring around an old guy with glasses and have him say some fancy words, and then you, ah. Oh, okay. Now I'll, now I'll process that. That, that, that. that happens at work a lot. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're that guy. A lot of times I'm that guy. You're that guy. And all I do is say what other people are saying, and then they go, ah. Yeah. Because you said it. Yes. That's, sometimes I'm this guy. <laughs> I have to. You have a guy at your work yes, this to very, do that. It's very unfortunate because it's literally 100% men who do this to me. They go. Mm, I'll tell them something can't be done. We can't do this physically in the physical realm that you and I occupy. What you're asking me for is not possible. And they go, why? And I'll explain it. And they'll go, no, I still want you to do it though. And I'll go, hmm, let me go get and I'll, the old guy the, with the glasses. The guy. Let me go get the guy. <laughs> I, I, I go back there and I go, hey, I've explained why this isn't possible, but I need you to explain yeah. that to him also and he'll come out with me and he'll go okay and he hitches up his pants and he comes out there with me and he goes so what do we got here he already knows what we've got mm -hmm. but he says what do we got here and the guy says this i want to do this and he goes well no we can't do that because this that and the thing that i just said and the guy goes oh okay got it thanks i appreciate <laughs> it i appreciate you saying thank you for yeah. coming out and explaining that to me so anyway. and he's like yeah thank no problem and he goes back to the bat and i'm like so he just said the same thing I said. Yeah. What do you want to do? And the guy's like, yeah, well, ever since he explained it <laughs> in the same exact way that you said it, yeah. now I'm convinced. Now I'm convinced. And I'm like, all right, great. I love that. Thank you. So when Hellboy grabs this guy's head, he's like, tell this guy. And then the professor's like, we may not be able to break the curse of these poor souls, but we may be able to rewrite it. And then they're like, ah, okay. Oh, okay. Well, now we'll listen. I'm glad that there is a solution. So... Days later, the Shadow Puppets have not reappeared, and they're building a new puppet theater, and they can plan on telling the true story. If they can get the truth to spread to other puppeteers, maybe their souls can rest. I really love this, how they're looking on, I love you know, from souls, the shadows. Souls, the fate of these souls are resting on how well puppeteers tell a story. Well, That's yeah, cool. Well, I, I almost felt it like in a meta way or yeah. whatever, because this comic yeah. is rewriting their story. Yeah. You know, probably more widespread digestion of the masses than a shadow puppet story. You know what I mean? I so, doubt that very seriously. You think so? Shadow puppets are great. They are, but I'm saying more people are probably reading Hellboy comics than are going to shadow puppet That's theaters. That's a good point because of the internet. So it's kind of like this story is rewriting their. I don't know. That's you know what I mean? John. If there was anything real about it, it's like, well, this is doing that That's too. Beautiful, John. And you're like, ah, well, at the end. They were friends. And if you want to know a really cool close-up magic trick, you go on YouTube and you look up Ricky J. And the title of this this clip, which is 16 years old, it's Ricky J. Amazing card trick. It's a silent, it's a silent card okay. trick, completely silent. <clears throat> he doesn't say a single word. So it's a Ricky J. Silent card trick. Amazing card trick is the title, and it's two minutes and 53 seconds long, and it's totally silent. Just watch it. Uh, but watch it with the sound on because the sound of the cards flipping is very satisfying. Oh, okay. It's very satisfying. Good recommendation there. It's excellent. Ricky J. Amazing. <clears throat> Amazing. So afterwards, as Anastasia and Hellboy head back to their rooms, they have a little moment. 
This whole adventure was her idea, and it was dangerous. And she understands if it was more than Hellboy bargained for. She's ready to do it, John. Are you kidding? If I'm going to get dragged into an ancient curse, I definitely want to be with you, Hellboy says. And then they're going to go do it now. Oh, they've got her on the tiptoes here. They got her on the tiptoes. Now. That's cute. I like that. Oh, man. Yeah. She takes, takes off, off her cap. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not even in front. Like, okay, she takes off the hat, and it's just from the shoulders down and his bare arm. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. They, they knew, knew what it. they were doing. They knew what they were and doing. Then, and, then a, and then an exterior shot of the fucking motel. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. Yeah, there you go. The end. Or is it? Or is it? Because uh, we're going on to chapter three, the key to it all. Another great cover here. I feel like this is culmin- a good culmination cover, you know, of the five issues. Oh, yeah, totally. All the little monsters. We'll talk about those guys. So this we man op- is driving this motorcycle with the confidence of a man who just got laid. Yes. We open on the West Bengal region of India. I love the sidecar. Anastasia and Hellboy oh, are having a day date. I love all this. Love it. So they go on a motorcycle somewhere. They go and have some wine in front of some ruins, have a little picnic. They probably did it in those ruins. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Not and maybe. Then, then, and then they saw some elephants. That's canon, John. Yeah. What are they doing all day? Just hanging out. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, we get right hand of doom boom number. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that occurred off camera. Woo! That's a different kind of boom, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> I wanted to mention this guy. Oh, Renee. We've talked about him before. He's a uh, follows follows us on Twitter. He does a lot of Hellboy art. Okay. He does a lot of not safe for work art. Ooh. Okay. So you got to be careful. You about have that. my attention. But he does some fun comics, and when this series was coming out, he did some really funny comics, and I wanted to talk about them. But they're they're crude. Let's okay? look at them. So um, let's see. So here's the first one. Here, I'll let I'll let you guys look at these. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so describe so it. Describe okay. it. So she's got her cap on and she's naked in bed and she's happy and smiling. She says, "Hey, big boy, relax. Come here." <laughs> the middle panel is Astaroth. Is Astaroth saying, "Use your hand." <laughs> the final panel is Hellboy going, "Jace, jeez." <laughs> Jace, you know you can. Ju- <laughs> That's fantastic. You know you can just come inside. Jeez, it's the Iron Maiden. It's the Iron Maiden, come inside. come inside. And then he's like, "Jeez, these are very clever and funny." <laughs> yeah, and just a little bit rude. They and are perfect. They strike the perfect balance and tone. I really like those. Those are so sweet and cute. I like the idea that Hellboy says, Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> those are adorable. Those are great. Oh, my God. So, I'm anyway, the number one fan of these. These are really this is funny. This a great series. So, I, I don't know. I might share these. I Please don't know. Do. Are they I too crude? To, is no, it too crude to share these? No, I think you absolutely should share They're them. Fun. They're anyway, fun. Anyway, they I thought they were smart, too. They're super you know smart. What yeah. I mean? There's nothing overly... And for the fact that it's only three panels and they're pretty simplistic... <laughs> There's a lot of layers there. I yeah. think that's really clever. I really enjoyed it. I don't, I, and there's nothing explicit. I think it's pretty good. Anyway, yeah. I, I feel like... The, I think that's the perfect level of crude jokes. Yeah. That's really good. Um, there's much more cruder stuff but on, that's my on his deal. website. I, that's, but those, that's were, those were really cute. I I'm like a those. huge fan of those. Um, you got to share those. Those are great. But I felt like this team handled this well. I mean, if you're going to talk about Hellboy doing it, like, I mean, they do a good job with this. I feel like this is the best way you probably could have done this, right? Monster fucking? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Why not? (laughs) 
I'm they're down. Having, I'm down. I'm so down. They're having a cuddle moment afterwards. Bitch, I'm on AO3. This is tame as shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is tame as fuck. Yeah. But Hellboy, like, uh, you know, she wants to be with him. You know, she wants to, yeah. you know, so that's, you know, he's never experienced that. As they cuddle afterwards, Anastasia asks about Hellboy's previous sexcapades. And he references Hellboy getting married from the Hellboy in Mexico stories. We covered that way back on episode 30. That was the episode where we drank a lot of alcohol. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Vaguely. <laughs> Hellboy says the marriage lasted 10 hours. She died. So he doesn't know that she survived at this point, right? Because I don't know if you remember, at the end of Hellboy gets married, the ring is a snake. And at the end of the story, the snake's like, ha-ha. Yeah. And, we didn't, and I thought that that was the ring, but like that's her. Because yeah. then she comes mm-hmm. back in Hellboy in Hell as the snake. She's asking yeah. about his previous stuff, though. Yeah. And he mentions that. And I don't think that's anything, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not anything. Well, that's all that he has, though. That's that's all his experience, I guess. But their pillow talk is soon interrupted by work. Professor Chadha comes knocking for Dr. Bronzefield. So they meet, and she knows that he must have some news. Well, so he, but no. So he says, you need to go downstairs. Yeah. And order something, and we'll be down there later. In a few, yeah. Why don't you chill? <laughs> Give us a fucking minute. Yeah, We're he doesn't seem very happy about right this. right now. Yeah. We don't have clothes on. Like, relax, okay? So he's like, you go downstairs. You get comfortable. Right. We'll be down there later on. Yeah, but when they get down there, Anastasia's like, well, I knew that you would only come at this hour if you really had some news, you know. Chada tells her that he wanted her to see the site before the local authorities get involved. We both know how quickly artifacts relating to the Swaran Artia tend to vanish. So they head down there, and in the van they talk. Um, and we learn that Anastasia got interested in archaeology by watching old monster movies with her dad. We see flesh for the ghoul on the marquee. I couldn't find a reference for this, but the depictions look a lot like the Boris Karloff mummy, you know? Mm. It's got that kind of vibe. And this one guy kind of looks like Peter Cushing, don't you think? Okay. He was in a lot of horror movies in this era, so sure. yeah. I feel like that's the casting right there. Or, right. I don't know, maybe. This guy here? You talking about? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Old school Peter Cushing For and then sure. the mummy Boris Karloff. Yeah. If you look oh, yeah, at the yeah, yeah. if you look at the Boris Karloff mummy yeah. kind of resembles. This guy looks own. like a young Michael Caine here. Oh, okay. Oh, her dad? Yeah. It does kind of look like that. He does. Interesting. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Oh, and he could play her dad because He could. They're British, That's right? That's what I'm saying. That's awesome. Michael Caine. Good job. I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> I'm your dad. She mentions We're going um, to see a movie <laughs> about a mummy. <laughs> so she mentions enjoying King Solomon's Mines. This is a popular novel by English Victorian adventure writer Sir H. Ryder Haggard. It tells the expedition through an unexplored region of Africa by a group of adventurers led by Alan Quartermain, searching mm. for the missing brother of one of the party. Mm. As they approach the dicks, <laughs> Danielle, Danielle made an unapproving sound. I don't know if I trust that to not be super racist. I don't know. Probably is. Probably is. Probably is. As they well, I mean, I I I like a lot of the old Edgar Rice Burroughs, like the Mars books, you know. But Mm. you know, Burroughs is not, you know. I don't Mm. know. You kind of make that sound sometimes. Yeah. As they approach this dig site, Chana tells them that most temples in India are built to worship Vishnu or Shiva, or Kali. Help mentions. 
any references of Mission from 62. Big Collie fans in this house. I don't think that um, that's an actual story that's been told. I think that that's just like a little Easter egg. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know if there's a Mission from 62 about that. I tried to like look for that. Chada tells them that this temple is dedicated to the demon Raktabija. Legend says that every drop of his blood grew into a rock tea, a mini demon. Cool. So Raktabija fought Kali, who is also sometimes Durga. Yes. Durga is the one that Ashley Strode would call on. Anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. Hellboy connections, I'm always looking for them. So. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. In the most popular story, you know, Rock Tabija fights Kali. That's one of the the big stories. So they go into the crypt. It has this really cool design. It's like an ossuary, right? So that's like kind of like the catacombs yeah, in Paris. Made out of you know, bones. it's all made out of bones. They all and stuff they like all that. arrange everything all whimsical. Chapel of bones and stuff like that. They're we like, talked about in the Baltimore series. They're like, let's take series. all these human remains and arrange them in a whimsical manner. <laughs> that's goofy. I love that. So in there, they find this skull. I thought that this was pretty cool. Hellboy's like, pretty that's a big good. skull. Like, pretty what is good. that? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what is this bean? And Anastasia's freaking yeah. out. She's like, this is it. She says, it says the art of fire. In this combination of languages, it's the Swaran Artia, Hellboy. Incontrovertible evidence of their existence. It's the Rosetta Stone of ancient witchcraft. Yo. This will redefine the way historians view the idea of magic and alchemy and evil dig it so we cut into this like you could have left that out i feel (laughs) yeah of evil chill we go to like this elsewhere you know like on another plane this is happening i love an elsewhere you know me so we see this woman she approaches a statue of rock tabija and then she slashes it and just like they said you know every drop of its blood turns into a rock tea and she's you get like because the because of the sound right. effect, you get the idea that she's doing that thing with her hand several times. She's flicking it. Yeah, yeah, she's to get all the blood flicking off. Flicking it so to they make can, a bunch of those little guys. The little rock tees. Which right. is, um, you really get that impression, and I love that. I like the that. Artist did that. Yeah, there's some fun sound effects as they're turning into the rock tees. These it little like, guys. Spoosh. It reminds me of when you get those capsules and you put the water. Oh, yeah. And the dinosaurs <laughs> expand those sponges. It's like that. Over the next page, they talk about the logistics and government approvals of being in this crypt and all this kind of stuff but elsewhere i want to hang out with one of these little guys those little little gremlins those little rock teas are growing out of the blood they're cool and they appear in the ossuary just tons of these little guys everywhere they attack hellboy and knock him on the ground is that the sound they make in the middle of this anastasia is only concerned about the skull Get the skull right i love the action on this page though this panel of hellboy with the yellow behind him and she's so, just the eyes she's so upset as well she's like don't help me get the yes skull. exactly well, i like it she's like the skull he goes i know i got it she's like you don't have it it's over there <laughs> it's everything i've ever worked get the fucking skull get it she grabs a bone from the wall and that just looks starts like a femur. Just starts like clocking monsters she with sure it. Sure is. Yeah, really cool action beats. Chada is getting chomped on by one of these monsters. <laughs> he's he's having a hard time. Yeah, she's like, "Get the skull! It's the key for everything I've worked for." She is willing to sacrifice this man's life. I yeah, think, to get that thing. We see the woman step into the ossuary. Ooh, ooh. Is she stepping or is she floating? Oh, oh right, like a, yeah. A float descending. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's just kind of lowering floating. down into it. Anastasia makes it to the skull, but she's confronted by the woman. Mm. That does not belong to you, she ooh. says. Tony Collette. Okay. Tony Collette. She's done some good lady. horror stuff. She's done a lot of horror stuff. That's yeah. why I thought she would want to yeah, maybe do this. Go. It's Tony Collette. Offer it to her. 
Ask her if she wants to do it. I will. I'm going to call her up. I'm going to text her. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah, but I love this. Hey, uh, the colors and the whole tone of the comic going? kind of. Uh, I know it's <laughs> awards season and you're busy. Sorry. Go ahead. I love how the color palette totally changes you yeah, know, in no, this scene. Um, it's just really menacing, you know, her eyes and everything. Uh, just really great color work there. She's like, you're not listening. I said, that does not belong to you. And so they have a struggle over it. So she says, you may eat them now. And she unleashes all the little rock tea over them. Tony, she's, she's in. Oh, she's in? Yeah, she's great. in. Great. I can't wait to see this. I'm, I'm psyched. She's going to do a great job. Um, but ultimately, there's a struggle. All the rock tea getting Hellboy. They get Anastasia and they take the skull from her. I'm almost sorry, woman. I do so admire Curious Mind, but as I have said, this does not belong to you. She pulls it away from her. They keep fighting the goblins as the woman floats away, and Hellboy's like, fight Anastasia, it's not over. But then all of them just, like, burst. They just, like, blow up. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, am. oh, I take it back. I guess it is over it's after all. so gross all. and so funny. Yeah. I love yeah. her expression. Yeah, it's good. That's the expression you would make. But, but also, um, it doesn't fucking belong to her. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that is a thing, right? You know, yeah. um, it, it's funny that they bring this up again because in Goblin Night, what wasn't one of the goblins like, "What about the idea of you taking yeah, property, man. you know, Stop. or whatever?" It's the Indiana yeah. Jones problem. It's like, don't, yeah, yeah, leave it there because those native people that you're taking this from, it belongs to them. It doesn't belong to you. Yeah, give it back. I love the look of these little rock tea guys, though. They're yeah, so they awesome. Look cool. And I love this detail, you know, they have these little bone knives, and so Anastasia, she took one of their knives, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and she was using that to fight, too. So. Oh, I thought she was had broken the femur that she had from earlier. And was or maybe, that. maybe, but I, I noticed, like, some of the other little rock tees no, have bone knives. No, you're probably right. I hadn't noticed that. So I just figured, like, she picked one up. No, you're right. I think she absolutely 100% right, did do yeah. that. You're right. I hadn't thought about that before now. That's great. That's really cool detail. That she would disarm one of them and get yeah. the oh, thing yeah. and just keep going. <laughs> they run out to confront the woman, but she's floated away. Anastasia's like, this wasn't some coincidence. She knew exactly what she was looking for. So then we cut over to the next day. I love this panel because... A if forehead kiss. Yes, if you're... That's it, a different story. Well, I also feel like when you're in a relationship with someone and something bad happens or there's just like, right. you know what I mean? And you just... You just... I don't know. Oh, they're not do they're having a hard time maybe. They, you know, it's like well he knows that she's upset yeah. about this thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they tried their best to get it, yeah. you know, but they didn't. And it's just like you don't always get what you want and no. as a couple you have to if you're in a relationship with someone, you have to kind of reconcile that. Well, you got to do mm-hmm. that together. Yeah, together. Yeah. And I feel like there's no words on this page. It's just a sigh and then the kiss, yeah. you know, but I feel like they capture it really well when you're just kind of like this is the comfort of a relationship that's been going on for 15 years. Right, so this yeah. is like the kind of unspoken comfort that happens yeah. when you're with someone for a very long time. That I was surprised to see the forehead kiss. Yeah. I was surprised to see that. Well, they've been through some shit. I thought it was just a kind of a casual thing. Yeah, yeah. That they were like, hey, finding some comfort in one another while they're on the road or whatever. But it's like, that was a very intimate mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting. He's in the, uh, can we mention the bathrobe? Can we mention the dressing gown? Oh, yeah. Can we mention the bathrobe? <laughs> we saw Hellboy in a robe in a different story, too. Yeah. And, uh, I love this yeah, so really much. Yeah, really good. Um, oh, the Zach Howard, right? Wasn't it the Zach Howard, um, Effie Cobb, the return of Effie Cobb? It's so oh, fucking right, yeah. cute and yeah, funny. But Hellboy in a robe is amazing. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Really good. 
Also, I would like to stay at that place. Yeah, it looks oh, really, really nice. So that's this, some, it's a villa. I was wondering about this too. Like, Hellboy's got that government money, right? Like, I mean, he's never. Does he spend any money? Like, how is it? Like, does no, he have yeah. like a BPRD card, and he just uses <laughs> that for whatever? Like, like a stipend? I don't know. Like he, he you has know, to he be pockets, getting. He pockets some of that gold bouillon. I, that they I, come I figure across. he's got to be loaded. Yeah. No. I've Not loaded, but I guess he doesn't spend on. This anything. is the '90s. Yeah. yeah. No, this is '79. '79. Oh, oh, then even more. Everything so. cost a nickel. He's loaded then. He's, yeah. I think. Anyway, I don't know. For sure. And on the in the previous story, she bid like a hundred and forty thousand on the museum or whatever. You know what I mean to get that thing back in the auction. So yeah, whatever. So she's like, ah, oh, well, you know. You know was- what? I would like to think that it was like they call him up to be like, "What are all these fucking charges?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like, he just says Thailand. Just one fucking word. Yeah, what's this villa in India? He just says Russia. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like what I'm saying is like he'll mention something he did for them that Mm. they're trying to fucking keep quiet. Oh, okay. And he's like, remember that one time? I'll I'll blow the lid on this whole shit. I don't give a fuck. I'm getting some. And they're like, you shut the fuck up. I'm renting a Tuscan villa, and you're gonna shut the fuck up about it. (laughs) He just, you know, he'll mention he'll mention you know a couple of words about it. Hey, you remember that time that I did the thing? And they go, all right, right, okay, okay. it's two weeks, two Two weeks. weeks. And he goes, (laughs) we'll talk to you. I'll talk to you again at the end of two weeks, and we'll see how long two weeks really is. Okay. Yeah. How about that? He's. I feel like maybe he's calling in a favor here. She's like, broom broom is covering for him or some shit. I don't know, man. So she's like, I had everything, you know, it was everything that I needed to prove the Soir Artia really existed. And he's like, I know, I'm sorry. She mentions that the woman was the one at the auction. Remember, we were like, Mm -hmm. who is this woman? Yeah, because it was very pointed. Yeah. Like, they were really trying to show her off. Exactly. So, yeah, that's who it was. She was at the auction. And she was Delilah. So that was the one that had sent those ravens. Remember the ravens? And then right. there was the old lady raven or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, good on Hellboy. Good job, Hellboy, in this scene. Because she's like, man, this fucking sucks. All this stuff happened, and I, I don't like it. And he's like, yeah, I know. That, I'm su- yeah. that sucks. I'm sorry. And she goes, and then that thing, and then this happened, and this lady. And he goes, yep. And she's like, and then this happened, and she did that. And he goes, yeah. And she's like, that fucking bitch. She's a fucking bitch, and I'm going to fucking get her. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely like he's just absolutely yep nope yeah yep. she hasn't seen the last of me nope sure hasn't mm-hmm. it's just yeah 100 support ride or die you know what i mean i love yeah. that that's yeah. that's how it, yeah. that's how it ought to be ladies don't settle for less <laughs> is all i'm saying she says i think we need a break from all this a little time for just us away from work a little greek island or something where no one can find us and he says greece is nice just don't follow any goats i'll follow as many goats as so, i please um but this is a specific reference to hellboy night of the cyclops we actually <laughs> haven't covered it yet because it hasn't been collected but this is a issue of hellboy in the bprd published in may 2022 written by mike mignola and oliver vatin mm. vatin also illustrated the issue so there you go night of the cyclops i think that's what that's referencing there She's like, we need to get away from our getaway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need a vacation we need from a our vacation. vacation. From this vacation. She tells him that she likes flirting and all this kind of stuff, but now she feels like she's really starting to fall in love with him. And he's like, I've sort of fallen in love with you too. So tiny Greek island then? Yep. Wait till you see me in a bathing suit. Amazing. Says. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and that's it. That's fun. There you go. The fun so, little fling and a greek island well i feel like the the fact that she wants to continue to pursue delilah there's going to be more because wasn't hellboy gone for a while right yeah it wasn't just yeah, yeah so 
I think we haven't seen the. I think this is not the last of of a story with Anastasia, right? Because when when we meet up with him and uh, meet up with her in the Lost Army, hadn't they already broken up by that point? Yeah, or something like yeah. that, right? There's a great sketchbook section by Matt Smith. In one of the sketches, uh, Anastasia's wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. I know that Matt Smith likes metal, right? So um, there's a cool little reference in there. We also get the references for the characters. He even mentions he put some special characters in there. Some of the ones that I didn't catch, Faye Classified from the Classifieds. There's Nadja and Laszlo. Yeah, the Lemmy fan. They're regular humans. <laughs> regular human auction bidders. <laughs> That's really great. I love that. That's Super so funny. funny. Regular humans. I am just a regular human guy. <laughs> we also see his designs for the goblins. At first he had like a meerkat design for them. but uh, Man, that looks great. They look really good. Yeah, they all look good, all of this. And he kind of went more into like a bat direction. I guess yeah. it's like meerkat version. English country goblin. <laughs> I love English country goblin. I love the hat and English everything. English country goblin sounds like the name of a like a tea blend, <laughs> doesn't it? We should make one. Mm. Uh, we also see the ravens. Yeah. Um, and he says that he'd love to revisit them again, particularly the head raven witch. Yeah. So that would be really cool. We liked all that. I like the That'd sketch of this raven in the top right hand corner. <laughs> yeah. Just yelling. What are you yelling about? All these sketches are really fun. I just love going through these, you know, where he's drawing all the... He's got character sketches of all the people from Shadow Theater, and there's Professor Broom, and he's just saying, come home. Yeah. Do you see that? I don't know. That made me laugh. <laughs> it's really cute. He got to draw Liz and Abe briefly. That's fun. There you go. Yeah, they were psyched about that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so all this is really cool. Um, I love also checking out... He's got some more character sketches of Delilah, some pencils, some rough pencils... I don't know how rough they are. They look pretty good. Yeah, they are good. Well, it goes from like the roughs to like the more defined and then the inked, I think. Some of his quote-unquote roughs are more refined than some of my finished fucking pieces, so. Yeah, really fun. I love going through this and looking at all the designs for the covers. Great sketchbook section. It's like, man, I love a great sketchbook section. I do love a great sketchbook session. Yeah. Section. What about a session? I do love a session as well. Yeah. Sketchbook sessions. Yeah. What did you guys think of Hellboy in Love? We finished it off. Good stuff. Oh, Hel- so good. Hellboy also got you know finished off. know who else? Off. I was going to say that. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh beat nice. you to it. I beat yeah, you to good it. Stuff. There you go. Good stuff. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was fun. It is fun to be able to talk about this kind of stuff. I'm glad that they put this out there and then you know the com- the fan community takes a whole spin on it and stuff well, like that. Well, it's like yeah. some guys some guys sat around and go, "What? What if Hel- Hellboy needs to get laid?" Yeah. What if he got laid? Yeah. What if we definitively f- put it in the comic what book? What about a fun adventure where he gets laid? That's good. All right. Yeah, that's good stuff. Okay. And, it, and like we said last week, it's a different kind of Hellboy story, but I think it's been really fun and um, I'm sure we'll get more of this. It was really good. Well, I'm excited to hear what you guys thought. Let us know what you thought about Hellboy doing it. <laughs> And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. That was Hellboy in Love, or Hellboy Does It. Um, Hellboy sexing some ladies. Hellboy getting it on. Want to know what you thought? Send us a hey, you damn guys at hellboybookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at Hellboy Book Club Podcast and on Instagram and Twitter at Hellboy Book Club. And as always, you can find all of our resources on our link trees on our various social media sites and the Podbean website. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gatahan for the listener feedback theme. Thank you, Paul. Uh, thank you for Only Beast for our theme theme. 
Welcome. And definitely check out their new album. They have a it's new album. so awesome. Oh, thank you, guys. It's new. You can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us a five-star review. Every little bit helps. Just like this one we got from Cali Leach 1138 Oh, Cali Leach 1138 Book club member. Thank you. They said, if you're a Hellboy addict like me, this is the podcast for you. Great host with insightful commentary. I've discovered so many new things about the Mignoloverse by listening to these shows. Great for anyone just getting started in this universe and for longtime fans. Aw. Thank you. That's very sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Also, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell a friend. Have them join the book club. Everybody wants to be a book club member. Do it. Um, that's true as well. <clears throat> I found that that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, we're heading back over to the book club member comics and we're gonna be reading silver surfers issues 12 and 13 so you guys know what to do pull out them back trades digitals and uh, join us over there at book club member comics and we'll be back here next month where are we going for hellboy book club podcast we're, we're going, going to the book... book club members podcast yes yeah. and we'll be back here in about a month yes i don't, I don't know, know. we're reading yet i need to talk to mark tweet though me either mm. but we'll let you know and thanks for listening everybody i'm john salinas i'm fucking monsters in greece the country, I hope. Both. <laughs> Both is good. <laughs> and I'm already love to say it. If I'm going to get dragged into an ancient curse, I definitely want it to be with you. Aww. Yeah. Aww.